Welcome back. This is Vivianti and Sagitanti, and we're so excited to share more kahanis with you today. Sagitanti, what are you doing? I am trying to live in the present moment. So I'm just sitting in one place, meditating by saying, I agree. Meditation is the best way to live in the present moment. But I think there's other ways to live in the present moment. Why don't we start by defining what the present moment is? You know, I read a quote by Walt Whitman. Happiness is not in another place, but this place. Not for another hour, but this hour. Oh, I like that quote. But what does it have to do with what living in the present moment means? Oh, you're right. I did not define the present moment, did I? So living the present moment means noticing what is happening right now. So the quote is basically saying, happiness is here and now. It is not in the past or in the future. It is in the present moment. The practice of living in the present moment is also called mindfulness. Wait, wait, I'm getting confused. I'm hearing meditation and I'm hearing mindfulness. Are they related? So, in my opinion, mindfulness paves way to meditation. Meditation is the practice of stilling the mind and body. Have you ever seen people sitting down, closing their eyes and saying, Om, like I did earlier. I have heard people do that. So if we're mindful in our daily lives, then we're learning to control our mind to really be in the present moment. When we're washing our hands, we're able to focus on the way the water feels, the way the water looks. And then eventually we can sit for meditation where we have to control our mind to be very still and calm. So what is the purpose of meditation? Well, according to Dharmic religions, such as Hinduism and Jainism, meditation is a way to eternal bliss. Sangeeta Aunty, can you tell us about Jainism? Yes, this brings us to our hero of Hindustan this week, Lord Mahavira. Lord Mahavir encouraged people to escape from the cycle of birth and death by being kind, fruitful, and generous. He established a new religion called Jainism. Followers of Jainism do not worship any gods, but try to achieve goodness in themselves by conquering their bad desires. They fast, which is giving up food for a time, and meditate. You know what I've heard? That one of the things that Jains believe is not to kill anything, even if they plan to eat it. They're strict vegetarians and even have rules about not eating vegetables that can't be harvested without killing the plant. So this brings us back to mindfulness and meditation. When you are mindfully trying to be a good version of yourself, then you can sit and meditate to achieve moksha, which means... I know, I know. Moksha is the freedom or liberation from the cycle of birth and death to attain eternal bliss. Ma Jaya Sati Bhagavati said, quiet the mind and the soul will speak. So without further ado, let's hear our kahani. Lord Mahavir and Prashanjit. 
this story depicts a famous incident from the life of Lord Mahavir. At that time, Lord Mahavir attained spiritual perfection and his fame had spread far and wide. Men and women of various social standing came to the wise man to become his disciple or to merely have a glimpse of him and bless themselves with his sight. One day, the famous king named Prasenji came to meet Lord Mahavir. As the monarch approached Mahavir with his many attendants, he was surprised at the extraordinarily peaceful expression of the blessed man and marveled at the bright glow that seemed to shine from his body. He sat on the ground before the Lord. After paying his respects to Lord Mahavir, King Prasenjit told him about the reason from his visit. He told the great man, Sir, I have everything that one wishes to acquire in this world. Riches, love, and respect from my subjects. A loving family, fame, a kingdom spreading far and wide. Physical strength and beauty. I have it all and I'm deeply content. I have nothing more to achieve and no greater ambition. And yet, I felt incomplete when I heard about you. I hear you have attained samadhi, which means perfection and meditation. Can I acquire it too? I am prepared to buy it at any cost. It will be another addition to my treasury. Hearing the words of Prasenji, Mahavi smiled a little. He looked assuringly at the monarch and said, If you want to achieve perfection in meditation, look no further than the precincts of your own capital where there resides a very poor man. He has attained samadhi and being so poor, he may like to sell it to you. He may help you more than myself. Prasenjit bowed to Lord Mahavir and immediately returned to his capital looking for the man he was told about. It did not take him long to locate the dilapidated hut of the man. Once there, the king called for the man. As he came out, Prasenjit ordered his attendants to unload gold coins, diamonds, emeralds, and other expensive gifts from the many bullock carts he was accompanied with and stacked them before the house of the poor man. Take all of these, the king said to the poor man. Ask if you need more and I will shower you with more riches. But please give me the thing called samadhi. Poor man hesitated for a moment and said, That is not possible, sir. Amazed, the king asked him, Why so? The poor man replied, Sir, meditation is a state of mind that is earned through constant spiritual practice. All the riches of the world cannot buy it. Tell me, Can you buy love? Can you purchase affection? I love you, respect you. I'm ready to give my life for you. But how can you give me my own feelings? The king understood that the bargain was not possible. Meditation or samadhi is not something tangible. It is a mental state that is higher than all human feelings and worldly riches. King Prasenjit went back to Lord Mahavir and became his disciple from that day. This story shows that at the end of the day, we're all the same. No matter how much money we have, each of us has to be mindful, which helps us to start quieting the chatter of our minds. You know, that is so true, Divyanti. How many of us say we cannot wait till tomorrow? They say tomorrow never comes. 
So here's an exercise I'd like for all of you to do. Write tomorrow on a piece of paper and stick it on the wall. What happens? When tomorrow comes, the piece of paper still says tomorrow. Now, if you focus on the present moment and do what needs to get done now, then you're not only accomplishing something, you're also enjoying the present moment. To show us the value or point, here's a story about a boy named Peter who liked to live only in the future. Without further ado, let us hear the story of Peter and the Golden Thread by Robin Sharma. Peter was a young boy who could never live in the moment. When he was in school, he dreamed of being outside. When he was outside playing, he dreamed of his summer vacation. Peter constantly daydreamed, never taking the time to savor the special moments that filled his days. One morning, Peter was out walking in the forest near his home. Feeling tired, he decided to rest on a patch of grass and eventually dozed off. After only a few minutes of deep sleep, he heard someone call his name. Peter, Peter, came the shrill voice from above. As he slowly opened his eyes, he was startled to see a striking woman standing above him. She must have been over a hundred years old and her snow white hair dangled well below her shoulders like a matted blanket of wool. In this woman's wrinkled hand was a magical little ball with a hole in the center and out of the hole dangled a long golden thread. Peter, she said, this is a thread of your life. If you pull the thread just a little bit, an hour will pass in seconds. If you pull harder, whole days will pass in minutes. And if you pull with all your might, months, even years will pass in days. Peter was very excited by this new discovery. I'd like to have it, if I may, he asked. The elderly woman quickly reached down and gave the ball with the magic thread to the young boy. The next day, Peter was sitting in the classroom feeling restless and bored. Suddenly, he remembered his new toy. As he pulled a little bit of the golden thread, he quickly found himself playing in his garden. Realizing the power of the magic thread, Peter soon grew tired of being a schoolboy and longed to be a teenager with all the excitement that phase of life would bring. So again, he held the ball and pulled harder on the golden thread. Suddenly, he was a teenager with a very pretty girlfriend named Elise. But Peter still wasn't content. He had never learned to enjoy the moment and to explore the simple wonders of every stage of his life. Instead, he dreamed of being an adult. So again, he pulled hard on the thread and many years flew by in an instant. Now he found he was transformed into a middle-aged adult. Elise was now his wife and Peter was surrounded by a house full of kids. But Peter noticed something else. His once jet black hair had started to gray and his once youthful mother, whom he loved so dearly, had grown old and frail. Yet Peter still couldn't live in the moment. He had never learned to live in the now. So once again, he pulled on the magic thread and waited for the changes to appear. Peter now found that he was a 90 year old man his thick, dark hair had turned white as snow, and his beautiful young wife, Elise, had also grown old and passed away a few years earlier. His wonderful children had grown up and left home to lead lives of their own. For the first time in his entire life, Peter realized that he had not taken the time to embrace the wonders of living. He had not gone fishing with his kids or taken a moonlight stroll with Elise. He had never planted a garden or read those wonderful books his mother had loved to read. 
Instead, he hurried through life, never resting to see all that was good along the way. Peter became very sad at this discovery. He decided to go out to the forest where he used to walk as a boy to clear his head and warm his spirit. As he entered the forest, he noticed that the little saplings of his childhood had grown into mighty oaks. The forest itself had matured into a paradise of nature. He laid down on a small patch of grass and fell into a deep slumber. After only a minute, he heard someone calling out to him. Peter, Peter, cried the voice. He looked up in astonishment to see it was none other than the old woman who had given him the ball with the magic golden thread many years earlier. How have you enjoyed my special gift? She asked. At first it was fun, but now I hate it, he responded bluntly. My whole life has passed before my eyes without giving me the chance to enjoy it. Sure, there would have been sad times as well as great times, but I haven't had the chance to experience either. I feel empty inside. I have missed the gift of living. You are very ungrateful, said the old woman. Still, I will give you one last wish. I'd like to go back to being a schoolboy and live my life all over again. Peter quickly responded. He then returned to his deep sleep. Again, he heard someone calling his name and he opened his eyes. Who could it be this time, he wondered. When he opened his eyes, he was absolutely delighted to see his mother standing over his bedside. She looked young, healthy, and radiant. Peter realized that the strange woman from the forest had indeed granted his wish, and he had returned to his former life. Hurry up, Peter. You sleep too much. Your dreams will make you late for school if you don't get up right this minute. His mother admonished. Needless to say, Peter dashed out of bed and began to live the way he had hoped. He went on to live a full life, one rich with many delights, joys, and triumphs. But it all started when he stopped sacrificing the present for the future and began to live in the moment. You know, we are always wishing for something to be different in our life. While wishing for something different in our lives, we end up wishing our life away. Why are we not enjoying our family, our friends, our moments? You know, I once heard, a successful life is made up of all the little moments. There's a quote this reminds me of. It's a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. So let's all make an effort to start living in the present. Are you ready for the fun fact? Our fun fact is about the power of OM. OM is a simple sound, but it contains all the sounds in the universe. The distant stars, airplanes, children laughing, your tummies grumbling, even sounds we can't hear, like the sound of a blade of grass growing. When we make this sound, it helps us connect to all that is. It attunes us to the teachings and ourselves. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please stay tuned for our future podcast. Namaste. Kalchak Kahani.